0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Monday night therapy session. Why do we need therapy. I got to learn how to breathe. I do. I, I literally had to, before this, I had to lay down on my bed in the dark and meditate. I meditated. I tried to meditate. I didn't meditate. Who the fuck am I kidding? Okay, Todd. Todd spilled a beer all over himself before we started because you know he's so excited. He's excited. <laughs> he's excited to be an old crotchety man. That's what he's excited about. <laughs> he gets his chance tonight, as uh, you know. What we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start talking about volleyball because we're getting you know we did play a national title game against Texas and they kicked our ass. And uh, that was, it, it, I want to use stronger words than unfortunate, but uh, it really, did, quite frankly, sucked. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. You know, I did my post game video. Uh, you know, I did, I got upset at the end of it. Here's the thing I watched that game and I was very stressed out before that game. I almost got sick to my stomach waiting for that game. I only have done that in the past for football games. Uh, But it was very stressful, and it wore me out and exhausted me. And uh, Paul Dallin Dallin says, now you start with volleyball now. Yes, we're going to start with volleyball, and we're just going to get it out of the way, and then we're going to talk about some other news that possibly might happen today. Texas kicked our ass. They did. And it's really unfortunate. And it was, you know, I think the thing was is we saw the youth and the volleyball team for the first time this season. And they just got into a, They got into that rotation of the second set. And I think they looked a lot like Wisconsin. And I, I don't listen. I don't like saying this, but this is, I always try to be blunt and objective kind of I'm lying. I, I try to be blunt. At least Texas beat. I, well, how many, they beat Stanford. They beat Wisconsin. They be, they beat three number one seeds to win a national title. I mean that's pretty impressive, and you have to hand it to them. Even though you know, uh, I hate saying that about Texas. You got anything to add about volleyball?
1: Yeah, I think it was really frustrating. And you know the the thing that we, you know, there's it's a lot of fun watching youth. It's a lot of fun watching you know the talent that we put out there on the floor. But you know, you in hindsight you got to remember that 11 of those players that were wearing that ugly ass dog shit orange played in the national, they were on the national championship team last year. I won't say they played in a national title game, but they were there. And, you know, don't ever underestimate the, you know, the, the value of experience. And, you know, in a lot of those tournaments and it's just like, you know the nca basketball tournament it, it's like the wrestling tournament to an extent too you know beware the hot team coming into yeah. the tournament yeah and 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 texas was really hot and they were clicking uh you know every one of those three sets um on sunday they jumped out to a they established a lead um, you know, and they were, they were on point, you know, we talked about the way Nebraska played against Pitt. You know, I use the term, they were dialed in and most definitely Texas was dialed in. Um, I would have rather our girls gotten their asses kicked by
0: Wisconsin I would have rather they got to read ass- the thing. Charles Hullett asks, would you have rather played Wisconsin in the volleyball final and lost or Texas? I guess. I would to have me, rather gotten matter. beat
1: by, by Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I hate would have preferred getting beat by Texas. There is no team that I hate getting beaten more by than, than Texas. And that includes Iowa. You know, I'll take a loss to Iowa before I take a, a loss to the, to Texas. Um, and that's, that is just really unfortunate. You know, they picked on uh, a rotation we were in. They served out of sight, they had twelve aces. Yeah. Um yeah. our back row could not
0: could not um pass. Uh, they served. they, Har- they mostly server served at Harper Murray because that yeah. was the weak spot. Now, have you ever yeah. worked did, you never worked a lot of cows in your life, did you? Yeah, I worked a lot of cows. Do you know you you know what the calf scours is then, don't you? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Strike you that that color is the same color that Texas uses for their school color?
1: A little more yellow, but yeah, I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's because maybe Texas is, you know, because they're on that red dirt down there or
0: something. Um, It's calf scours. I I, Probably about 98% of the people that are on don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. Calf scours is like a form of heavy diarrhea for cows, and it just spews.
1: See, Fred's on the same page. Fred Sacco says, hate losing to Texas more than any other school in everything ever. Hate them. Yeah, I, I am that way. And, uh, you know, I, I, we all have, you know, we all have our, our uh, biases and our nemesis, uh, you, you know, and I, uh, David Matney, you know, pops in and says, what about Colorado? I don't like to, to lose to Colorado either, but, uh, you know, it, I think it all has to do with, experiences that we've had, you know, following our team. And, um, you know, I think my hatred for Texas primarily comes from baseball and, yeah, and, and honestly, uh, a football game that took place in Ames, Iowa, where a bunch of Texas, uh, students were mouthing off, uh, to me and my dad after a game, um, you know, I I just I just hate Texas. I just hate them with a passion.
0: So well, they The good news is everybody on the team returns that we know of at this point. There could be nil implications. That could be all sorts of things happen in between now and the next season. But uh, you know, I mean, what was it thirty three and two? That's a hell of a season, and it's still disappointing. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, disap- I'm, I'm disappointed by the game Sunday. I'm not disappointed in any way by the season. I mean, right? We live true. in the moment and. And, you know, when you reflect, you know, what a season those girls had. Let's also remember that down the stretch, they played very, very well. And they played very well without one of their better players. You know, uh, Lindsey Krause, you know, did not play down the stretch. And, um, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But uh, it will be interesting. And and I'm real curious what's going to happen. You know, obviously they all return. But will they? Will they all come back? Well, we don't um, We don't know. We don't know that. It, it's yeah. going to be fun. You know, season's over. That's Congrats. when I talk
0: to her. She points out the fact that next year's team will be a different team. Each team each year is a different team. And that's really a good way to look at it. And that leads us to our next topic, which is outdated means. This is a tweet I sent out today. I sent out the uh, overly attracted girlfriend meme, which I think was relevant like 10 years ago, but I thought, you know, this meme fits today because there are so many people, so many Husker fans sitting on Twitter. And by the way, if you're not on Twitter, Nebraska Twitter is the biggest of all the sports. I think maybe it's big as it's certainly bigger than any other college, but Nebraska Twitter is just massive and huge compared to every other fan base out there. So I sent this out. And this meme, you can look it up. It's overly attractive girlfriend. You know, it's supposed to – I'm not going to explain it. But what I want to do is say that a little bit after I sent that tweet out, uh, the Dylan Raiola commitment announcement came out. And so I am taking credit for getting that announcement uh, put out, you know, ahead of time so that people could stop worrying and stop, like, checking Twitter every 10 seconds to look for it. We get a five-star quarterback, Todd. The top yeah. recruit, the top top recruit in the class of 2024. What do you think? Well,
1: you know, um, I said I'll believe it when I see it. Um, so now I'm going to believe it. Oh, that is so cool! We're like men in blazers now. That is so cool. John, you've taken this podcast to an even higher level. I do.
0: I'm going to have to start having more props, except the lights are kind of shining on this. Yeah, but that is so cool. Well, it is. You know what it is? It's from our props department. And uh, we just blew our budget for the month. That's what that was. Oh, then we'll have to wait
1: (laughs) till next month.
0: Yeah. Well, but, you know,
1: here's the thing. And, And, you know, I can remember the two of us talking way back before the start of the season when Dylan Rayola, you know, announced that he was going to go to Georgia. And, um, you know, there was a lot of disappointed people. And, you know, Nebraskans kind of handled it the way that I think a lot of us have handled some of these things in the past. You know, don't run the kid down. You know, don't run him into the ground. He may be back. Well, I think most people thought he might be back 2025, you know, maybe. Um, You know, I think it is kind of shocking. But um, I haven't heard the whole story about why it all happened. But, um, you know, you bring in a kid like that and you got to feel pretty positive about the future. Um, I still wonder what the situation is going to be next fall. I don't care if you bring in a five-star quarterback. He's still, you know, only played high school football. And, and uh, boy, I, again, you know, I'm going to defer to that volleyball game. I'd like a little bit more experience out there <laughs> under center than a kid who, played his last snap for Buford High School in Georgia. Now, um, well, how,
0: many, how many recruits do you think Buford Georgia has put into Division One this year?
1: Well, we got two running backs from Buford Georgia. Who's we? Nebraska. We do? Um, there are two running backs on our roster from Buford Georgia.
0: Well, there you go Then he's playing at a fairly high level of football in Buford, Georgia. Well, it, I realize it's it's high school and it's not college, but I'm, you know, Todd. The confirmation bias has to kick in here. Sure, he's going to win four Heisman's, just like uh, Ron Paulus was going to.
1: Well, you see, ago. this is where I have a little bit of problem <laughs> because you know, with his announcement today. Okay. And and that poem or whatever. You know, one of the people that I most respect in my life is a a gentleman who passed away far too early. His name was Kurt Olson, assistant principal at Creston High School. Mountain of a man. Kurt was one of those old, 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 old school football coaches that kind of had an opinion of when you hand the ball off and you gain three yards, you only have to do that three times to be darn near... Darn near a first down. And when Kurt talked about coaching football, he never had a whole lot of time for the show ponies. You know, and way too much attention is given to the show ponies. Far too much attention. And in fact, it's more important to give attention to the boys up front, not the show ponies. Those plow horses, those big old brutes that do all the work, you know, they're the ones that are going to make a difference as to whether or not our show pony is going to have an opportunity to succeed. And so that being said, here you go. There's the caboose, folks. That's the caboose that I was talking about last week. And that's what we should be focusing on is building our line. Now, it sounds like we're going to get some linemen as a result of our uh, gentleman coming to us from Georgia. But it's good to have him, but I'm not going to make it into more than it is. He's a show pony. Let's see what the big boys up front. Can accomplish so that our team can be successful. And I'm how out. Long did you,
0: how, long, how long did you spend finding the little show pony thing? And the, the
1: Well, I was gonna go with my little pony. And then <laughs> I thought that okay. might be rubbing his, his nose in it.
0: Okay. So you know, is it Dylan Royola's fault that he's a show pony, Todd? Or is it other people's? that are putting them in that position?
1: Yes and yes. Yes and yes.
0: David Matney asks, overall, (laughs) how reliable is the five-star rating evaluation system? What is your take on that, Todd? I, you
1: know what? I am not a recruiting guy. And, uh, you know, yeah, the teams that tend to have the most five-star recruits, tend to have a very high level of success. yeah. And, you know, I think most of your five stars, you know, they tend to play out and, uh, you know, have some success. But, you know, a five-star high school player is not a Division I All-American when he sets foot on on campus. And, you know, he's going to have to grow and he's going to have to develop. I'll just say this. I'll take him <laughs> because we've never had a quarterback recruit since Tommy Frazier that people yeah. have thought so highly of. And, you know, the bat last big name quarterback that we had, he did okay. He did all right.
0: Okay. Well, number one, I guess I should answer that. You know, Mr. Matney. I think the the five, put it this way there. I said that before. I'm not. I don't follow recruiting religiously, uh, but I talk to other guys. that I try to stay informed about recruiting to at least an extent. Uh, I the number one. There's the old joke about there's only two things people pay for on the internet, and that's recruiting and porn. And. The recruiting services may, you know, when you watch newspapers die left and right and everything like that, the recruiting services really haven't died. They've made a lot of money. Now, that also requires them to be credible, but at the same time, they tend to favor people that go to camps and get noticed, and they're the people out there playing the game for recruiting. So if you have a guy who is a well, a guy that's in Dix, Nebraska, and he doesn't get out and ditch scene, and he can't get to camps or something like that, then he's not going to have a very high star rating, and it's going to be able to, it up to coaches to find him. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'm going to go with a different one. Where is this? Paul Dalen says, have you actually seen Rayola film? He's phenomenal. And I think that's what I get when I talk to uh, other recruiting people I know, is they they do talk about that he has uh, mass skills and he is very mature for his age. And uh, he is so, you know what, he is so mature. I talked about this in my reaction video. He's so mature he understood that yesterday he wasn't going to announce, even though he knew he was committing this weekend. He, he didn't announce when other teams were playing because he did what he knows that we all follow football religiously we're away from those. And uh, the second thing is he is so mature and so secure in himself as a person that he put his announcement on Twitter with a poem. And, Name another recruit that's done that, Todd. You can't because there's none. That's how secure a young man this is. Yeah, you know, it's probably written by his mother or somebody else, but he's still they still put it out there. That's that's ballsy. That's some guts. Right? Sure. And and because because Dylan Rail was so ballsy and secure, I decided that I needed to have my own tribute to our commitment, our our recruitment and his commitment of Dylan Raleigh. And I came up with a gospel-based song that really just needs music. I'm going to give you a dramatic reading of a little bit of it. it it's actually, you know, like four verses and a bridge, but we're, we're just going to go through like verse one with the response. And uh, it's, Oh, have you seen our star with the ball in hand? He's the quarterback, the leader of our football band, dominating the field, defying gravity's call. His throws are a symphony breaking down walls. And then the chorus is, can I get a witness to his mind-blowing skills? He's the greatest of all, bringing thrills and chills. Oh, football's his stage and he's here to rave. Victorious five star, keeping us brave. And the response, of course, you have to have a response there, and then everybody would respond. Victorious five star, keeping us brave. Should I, should I do version two? Verse two, yeah. Verse let's go two, with verse yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hit verse two, John. Okay, verse two. In the huddle, we gather. His present ignites. Yes, passion fuels his spirit. His heart shining bright. He reads the defense, their disguise he uncovers, finding open receivers like no other. And then we go back to the chorus again. Can I get a witness to his mind-blowing skills? He's the greatest of all, bringing chills and thrills. Oh, football's his stage, and he's here to rave. Victorious five-star, keeping us brave. And then, of course, there's a response, and then there's a bridge. Through the trenches, he charges ahead. With faith and determination, he's never misled. His journey's exciting, full of ups and downs, He but he rises above, never losing his crown.
1: That Can has- I get a
0: witness to his mind-blowing skills? He's the ball, bringing thrills and chills. Oh, football's his stage, and he's here to brave. Victorious five-star, keeping us brave. Hey, hey.
1: That has a little night before Christmas kind (laughs) of kind of sound to it, you know. Maybe it's just because it's the year time of year or something like that. Um, You know, James Boardman from Lincoln says there once was a man from Lincoln who has a butt that be stinking. So you know, he's kind of he's kind of in the kind of in the mood too here for a good poem. Oh my God, John!
0: I got so hot reading that I, I got to get rid of the world well and out.
1: David Madden, he says John is a five-star poet well I'm not <laughs> sure I'm I'm not sure about that because you know he I think went to that fancy chat you know chat bi or GBA oh I didn't use
0: chat GBT for this my God this was a special this came from my heart and soul this came from your heart and soul okay. my heart and soul and my and my internet connection well,
1: Murph Dog Brewing Company says, can we talk about the speculation that Riola? R- 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 I heard on the radio the other day, it's Rye, Raiola, like I got to get – got to say it right. Ryola's commitment might bring in additional talent. Um, I don't know if it's because of him that this Shavers kid, a linebacker who had committed to Miami, is possibly flipping. Um, I think it would be huge if that big old lineman – that committed to Texas, you know, flipped his commit. And is it, was his last name Baker? I, boy, I'll tell you what, Brandon Baker.
0: In,
1: yeah, boy, if he'd flip and come to Nebraska, that would be good. You know, and then, you know, we're approaching like 38. I'm um, over, I'm, I know I'm exaggerating, but uh, bringing in all these recruits is going to continue to put a lot of pressure on Coach Rule to figure out how he's going to you know, get to that 85 or or they're going to have to really dig into some pockets for some nil money to try to make it all work. Um, but, you know, there is, there was speculation before he committed to Georgia that there would be players that would follow him here. And I, right. I you know, signing day is Wednesday. Yeah, so, early signing day. Early signing day is Wednesday. So you know, if people are going to flip, we're going to know about it. And then Coach Rule sends out a little teaser of a tweet, something along the lines, I know some things that you don't know that we'll share on, when, you know, something like that. So,
0: um, yeah. Well, and yeah. Wait, David Matney says, with the amount of injuries the team suffered last year, I hope we can get a great backup, too. Well, we have Danny Kalin is basically staying. So I think – I don't know what people thought about. I know that I think Danny Kalin didn't have a great high school year. uh, I think, but he did not have a great year. Yeah. He still was an elite 11 quarterback. And uh, if I remember right somewhere, you know what, actually we used we have graphics. We load into this system that we use for these live shows. And I think last week I deleted the elite 11 graphic that showed that he was the top one with accuracy. So you know, I I think it's exciting to have both of those guys coming. I realize we probably, you know, want an experienced quarterback maybe to to step in to the games or start next year, but you go to what is that line? You go to war with the army you got one not the one you want. And I, well, I think that, you know, we're I know we're impatient, but it's months away and we'll see what happens.
1: And you know, then the question the next question, maybe not the next one, but somewhere in the progression is what's what's gonna what's gonna happen with Chubba Purdy. Um what's gonna happen with Heinrich Harberg. And you know there's a lot of speculation ever since uh, before the start of this school year. People have talked about Harburg maybe switching positions. Um you know and and with purdy um, he he got in at the end of the season but you know there's, there was, I don't know. Did he
0: graduate last weekend? I think he's graduating this semester. Well, well it's yeah. almost, we're almost into We're almost, it's almost Christmas time. The, the, the semester
1: Saturday. ended. They graduated yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. I think so. They graduated. You know, if, if he earned a diploma, you know, he can go back into the portal and be immediately eligible again. So um I don't know. Yeah. You know, Matt Rule has surprised me in many, many ways. And the fact that we have, what, not even a handful of players that have jumped into the portal. People, players are liking it at Nebraska. And, you know, I think a lot of folks say, well, the nil money. I don't think it's the nil money as much as it is with the climate, and the culture that he's, that he's building. Um, you know, the facilities that they're going to have access to once they complete them are going to be second to none. Uh, you you know you're a high percentage of players still have to believe at Nebraska they have an opportunity to get playing time. Um, so
0: I don't know it, it's gonna be fun to watch. Vince Watson says Purdy get, did graduate. Uh, I can imagine that he would transfer. I mean the quarterback position well I we have a ways to go before next fall, and I'm sure we can all speculate. Excuse me. My problem is, is that most of our speculation is what I call catastrophizing, which is where you look at the most catastrophic thing possible and you start to believe it more and more because we're, we, come on, evolutionary wise, we're still cavemen and we worry about what all the, you know, what is outside the light of the ca- the cave, you know, there's a fire in the cave and past the light we can't see and it's all evil out there. That's what we do when we speculate about the future much, most of the time.
1: There's been a lot of speculation and Brian Bauer kind of jumps in on this a little bit for quarterback coach. My money is on Thompson. Uh, He's worked with rule. He's on the Steelers staff as an analyst. Um, Again, I have not paid close attention to that conversation, but I have interjected, you know, from time to time that I think it would be incredibly important uh, for Nebraska to have a quarterback coach. Yeah. And, um, especially now, if if we're going to hitch our wagon to Dylan Raiola and Danny Kalen, if, if if that's quarterback one and quarterback two, we better have a full time quarterback coach to nurture and bring those guys along. Um, somebody along, to help them out. Somebody to help them out. Otherwise, it could it could be a disaster. Um, this is a stat too that, uh, gloom trench, uh, pops in the kid through something like 33 touchdowns to only one or two interceptions this year. I think it was only one interception and he's talking about Raiola. And I, I heard that on, the on the radio the other day. And that is an oppressive stat.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: it is. Um, <laughs> it is. that doesn't it even
0: is. exist. That can't be real. <laughs>
1: Oh shoot! Yeah.
0: Okay, Lloyd. Christmas will Dillian start in two thousand twenty-four? This is from a while ago. Your thoughts? Uh, you know, likely if there's not another quarterback showing up, I would guess so. I just, you know, there you go. Unless
1: they, unless unless they keep Purdy around, um, and and it, Purdy is is the obvious leader. Um, I would I would say that. Rayola will be
0: the starter in game one. Yeah, and like like Todd says, you know, we have two days to go to early signing day. And I think I haven't checked what Nebraska's recruiting level is or what class we're in right now. But uh, uh, I think that things are going to get a lot better. From just speculation I've seen about maybe other guys coming out of Georgia – and things like that jack the ripper says what did he cost do you know todd i do not there's but been a lot of there's been a lot of numbers floating around
1: um uh matt R- or excuse me matt rules said uh, that in this day and age is going to cost you a million or two to bring in a top a top quarterback through the portal um Well, we didn't get basically,
0: basically that's the cost. There you go. And, and keep in mind something. When we talk about costs, we don't necessarily talk about like a salary or a money. We talk about compensation. So you can throw, let's say 1.5 million at a kid and then give them a car and give them, I don't know, a nice place to live. There's all sorts of ways, other ways to compensate people besides just giving them money.
1: Yeah, agreed with that. Here's something, too. You know, there was a, a little thing that I saw on Twitter, and Murph Dog Brewing Company brings up Casey Thompson as quarterback coach. Actually, I think that previous comment was direct, was what referenced a, a guy who's an analyst with the Steelers whose last name is Thompson. But I throw this one up here because I, I saw it on Twitter that Casey Thompson was in Lincoln. Um, apparently he and Gabe Urban are, are, are good friends. And that all of a sudden sent a lot of speculation that Casey Thompson was going to return to Nebraska. Now I, you know, I, I cannot believe that Casey Thompson would come back to the university of Nebraska, nor do I believe that, um, Matt rule would make room for him on the roster. Um, when he, when he has these two young freshmen coming in when there's no intention of Casey Thompson being the starting quarterback. Now, I understand, you know, that Murph Dog Brewing Company mentions, you know, him as a quarterback coach. Another individual I was listening to did say that Casey Thompson has a desire to go into coaching. It appears right. that he believes that his career will be over, you know, after he completes college. So, um, you know, maybe he's coming up uh, to be a grad assistant or something like that. I don't know, but I no, I can't see um, I can't see him being the quarterback coach. Um, not not when he hasn't had experience in that in that position.
0: Well, where are we at? We're two days away from early signing day. I think the portal goes to what? What did I say? I posted this somewhere on our Slack room. Was it January 2nd or January 6th? Early portal.
1: Uh, I don't remember. I because don't remember. we
0: have, they they have a 20, 2023 college plant, come on. We have a, uh, I think I, listen, when I did the reaction video did it earlier today, I did like 15 takes of the damn thing. And I'm not sure if I mentioned, I think there's a Oregon running back that's coming in January.
1: Yeah. I saw something about that too. Uh, Former four-star running back. Looks like he may be coming.
0: January 2nd is the cutoff date. Okay. So, you know, we still have, you know, two days to signing day for recruits like Dylan Barreola, but we still have, uh, you know, another two weeks. Well, we have till – we have a lot of holiday time for the transfer portal stuff, which is kind of wild. I know there's a lot of people that are – uh, upset, you know. There's a lot of football people that are upset with uh, the schedule of the transfer portal, which opens December 4th and goes to January 2nd because they're like, why is it now? You know, these people could be still be playing in bowl games and stuff like that. Well, it's that way because. Schools run on semesters and, you, you you know, you can't just move it out into January because people need to still register and actually go to class. There are still universities at this point in time attached to the football teams we love. So uh, there you go. That's why the portal the way it is. Take the go ahead and take that one. Which this one? Which
1: one? <laughs> From Brian Bauer. Well, now I clicked on the wrong
0: one. You did click on the wrong one.
1: It got moved, it moved on me. Brian Bauer says, how come no one, how come no one brings up Brian Ference as a quarterback coach? He's looking for work. If he has knowledge, very little of it has been used. So what you're saying, Brian, is, is that since he used so little knowledge, he's got a lot to give. Uh, Brian, Brian Ference is going to be an offensive line coach in the NFL somewhere. That's that would be my guess of what's going to happen with him. I mean, don't forget that you know prior to coming and joining his pop at uh, at Iowa, he was uh, coaching offensive line with the New England Patriots, and uh, so he's got um, he's uh, he's he's got connections, and he's going to land on his feet somewhere.
0: Uh, <laughs> so. Jack the Ripper says, do these guys actually have to go to school? What for? Well, at this point in time, there still are NCAA eligibility requirements. They have to meet beat. they have to meet in order to play. So, yes, they do have to school. They have to school. They do have to go to school. Maybe that will change in another three, four years when collective bargaining come in, comes in. All the players unionize, and their rule does not plays and you know the schools start taking over nil which you know is entirely a plausible future that i see in about three four five years uh <clears throat> there you go um murph dog
1: comes back and says did anyone see the article about how iowa fans are raging that they can't get the recruits get recruits like we do even though they claim to be superior in every way since the beginning of time Um, I have not seen that article. I would love to read it uh, because I like anything that sheds a negative light on the Iowa Hawkeyes. But um, here's what I would say. Um, You know, because of, you know, I'm not going to dig into it too deep here, but a lot of African-American players are not going to go to the University of Iowa and play. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have some on their team. But um, with the way things shook down with Coach Doyle and the presence of Brian Ferentz, who also uh, a lot of fingers were pointing to him to, you know, with uh, a lot of racist attitude and racist language and that kind of stuff. Um, that's turned off, you know, a, a lot of recruits saying, I'm not going to go play in that program. So, you know, there's that. Um the other side of it, if let me just so listen, the other thing is okay. if you're an offensive player, if you are an offensive player, especially a skill position player, why the hell would you go to Iowa with what they've put out there for an offense in the last few years? You know, Iowa has done good developing offensive linemen, uh, but they haven't been spectacular since yeah, Coach Doyle left and was developing. Right
0: those big old brutes with the strength and conditioning program. So, um, you know, there's... I think, it's, I think it's telling that Iowa... Here's the thing. Has, Iowa hasn't hired an offensive coordinator. And they won't be hiring one. I saw, I think, Scott Doctorman, you know, our favorite guy from Iowa, who covers Iowa for the athletic. Uh, I saw him, I think, tweet today that they would not be considering an offensive coordinator until January after their bowl game. So that basically means... That they're they can't really go to any offensive players in the portal and go get any of them and tell them, yeah, this is what our offense is going to be look like because they're not they're not bothering with any of this stuff. That's what I still find amazing. You know, you fired Brian Brian Perance or, or Ants, You didn't renew his contract technically, I suppose, but. <sighs> You're not doing that much, anything different to improve yourself. Paul Dalen says, Have you seen our offense recently? Something, something, glass houses, something. You are wrong, Paul. The difference is, is we're making efforts and strides in recruiting players that are going to come in and make our offense, you know, not perhaps not much, just a little better, but like a huge explosive amount better. So I think that's the huge difference between us and Iowa. Is they're really not making any effort to do much in the way of change and dealing with nil. I know they have some nil going on. Everybody has to, but they're not doing much to change the you know what they've been to what they were going to be in the future. So I think that's that's the difference, Paul. That's the difference that I see.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you there, John. You know, until Iowa number one, hires an offensive coordinator makes it obvious what, um, what kind of offense they're going to have. How do you, uh, how does a player make a decision to go play for them? Um, And, you know, I read an article today where Kirk Ferentz was talking about whoever he hires has to have respect for the Iowa tradition or for the respect for the way that Iowa does things. And, Kirk Ferentz has been a very conservative offensive coach. And you're not going to bring in – I mean, you know, there was a lot of speculation that the former guy, the golden boy, (laughs) is a candidate for Iowa's offensive coordinator. There's no way, no way that Kirk Ferentz is going to hire Scott Frost to be an offensive coordinator because there are times it's (laughs) with that – high-speed offense, that uh, the defense is on the field the whole dang game. And and that's not going to cut it with uh, the Iowa philosophy. Phil Parker would strangling.
0: He'd take him out in the back alley
1: and beat the tar out of him.
0: Lloyd M. Christmas says, John, what is our recruiting ranking now by adding Dylan? Uh, I'm looking at 247 over here, and they rank us overall 23rd uh, with that's 26 card it's, well, it shows, Rayo. Rayo, it, it shows Dylan It shows Rayola at the top of it. So I don't know if they, uh-huh. this is the ranking as we're looking at it right now. So there you go. Compile 19th overall ranked 23rd. Well, there you go. We have 20, they list 26 hard commits. So if we're bringing in 26 hard commits and we're adding people in the portal, where the hell are we going to fit all these guys? <laughs> you know, because we're already at our scholarship limit and not many people have left. So you got to believe that they're they're using NIL to replace scholarships for a lot of people. And that's where this is going to kind of get fuzzy is where, you know. year Todd, what year was it they came up with scholarship limits? Was it
1: the 80s? God, that, well, 80s. they had scholarship limits back I mean it, I remember when the scholarship limit was 115. Right. And then they dropped it then they dropped it to 85 and everybody right. was having a cow. But <laughs> that might have been in the 90s when they did that. I that, that had to have been in the
0: 90s. It's been a while but everybody did ship themselves over. But
1: Oh my god. But you know, know, Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Well what I was going to say is before the 115 the stories That we're told about Bear Bryant, Barry Switzer, and some of those people warehousing players. I mean, literally getting players to 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 come to their universities so that other people, other schools couldn't have them, so they couldn't play against them. I mean, you know, it was a way. uh, Oh my gosh, you know, just just craziness back in the day. Kind of like, kind of like how apparently in the recruit re-recruitment of Dylan Raiola, Uncle Donovan spent an extended period of time visiting the family in Georgia. And I don't know if this is true, but apparently there's an NCAA rule that if a coach is visiting a player, coaches from other schools cannot go and visit
0: the player. <laughs> really? So uh, I'm I'm not gonna go to the wall on this. This is kind Well, of you know what? They ways. they are an SEC country, and them fuckers have pushed the rules around like little, you know, like well, being- so when Donovan Rayola camped out <laughs> at his brother's household
1: that kept the other people at bay. And in the meantime, Matt Rule and the rest of the assistants, they go up to Ainsworth and, and crash a wedding party. You know,
0: so, yeah. What a time <laughs> to be alive. It's like it's 1963 all o- over again, except <laughs> we didn't hear about any skirt chasing. And for those of you that don't know that, that's a Bob Devaney reference. All right. <clears throat> real quick, real quick. Wait, I missed it. Where the hell did it go? <clears throat> James Boardman, men's basketball, best of Men's basketball slapped around Kansas State. Also, Danny Nee will be honored on January 20th during the Northwestern game. Did you watch it? You didn't – nobody watched any of the basketball game, did they?
1: I, I don't know of anybody that did. But, you know, I tend not to uh, – I tend not to hang with people like that. You know, that's that's <laughs> not my crowd.
0: <laughs> well, here's the deal. Basketball, men's basketball moves to 9-2. and two. Uh, Kansas state is a good win. It's a quad two win. It would have been bad, very bad if they lost it for their postseason things. There's right now there's people speculating, well, this is an MIT team. Here's the thing about that. We talked about this in Slack. That that's like saying projecting, projecting bowl teams in August, you know, January and February in the big 10 is going to determine what, uh, What's going to happen with Nebraska basketball? And you know, we'll we'll just wait and see what happens. Husker Bob says, "How about Mickey Joseph getting a head job, getting head coaching job at at Grambling is where he went." God, (laughs) jeez, sorry. Hey, you know, somebody said earlier, words are hard. They are hard. Yeah, they are. I'm. I've been trying to put words together all day. You know, I've. Um,
1: I've tried to figure out how best to respond to this when it came out today because, jeez, I'll just say it. You know, I'm happy for Mickey Joseph. I, I really am because, you know, what Mickey Joseph did and his commitment to the University of Nebraska, um, you know, was I, I respect the hell out of the guy for that. But I'm afraid by saying that, I am downplaying the significance of the allegations that were made against him but everything was dropped and and so when we that's the conundrum that we fall into from time to time and so you know for Mickey the head for Mickey jo- Joseph football coach you know I, I'm I'm happy for him um yeah. if there are issues in his private life in his personal life I sure as hell hope he gets him straightened out, and um, I'll just leave it with that. I don't know how to say it any different.
0: I Eddie, you know Eddie Robinson coached at Gramley, yeah, and Eddie Robinson was one of the, if not the winning. Is he still the winningest coach in all of history? No, that's John Gallardi at uh, Division Three, St. Uh, John. St. John's, yeah. I I worked with a guy that played for Eddie Robinson at at, uh, Grambling, and uh, he said that uh, Robinson would wake them up with a cowbell walking through their dorm rooms, and he he kind of described it as being in a barracks, but he would come walking through at like 5.30 a.m. with a cowbell, and uh, he he, he still winced when he talked about Eddie Robinson. I'm glad Mickey Joe. you know, here's the thing. You get accused of what he gets accused of. If you're convicted, you're probably, you have a lot. Art Bryles still is never getting a head coaching job and he should, but uh, you know, Mickey had all his charges dropped. You spend your time out of the public limelight and then you start over and that's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: uh, Um, Let's throw this. Vince says whose job will be harder to make roster numbers rule or cook. I don't think cook has to worry about roster numbers. Um, You know, he's got two or three recruits coming in and, and, um, you know it, it, I, I don't he'll, he'll make it work I think it's going to be an easier job than rule um, but at the same time you know James Boardman jumps up and says remember we had 104 players before spring practice last year it will work itself out yeah I, I think it will work itself out uh, it will be interesting to see what Nebraska players that we're not aware of right now you know, won't be with the team next year Um, because I got to, I'll venture to say that there are probably some players that had some meaningful playing time this year that for one reason or another won't be back. Um, I just don't know who they'll be. Roger Moore comes in and says, do walk-ons affect scholarships? Um, Not your number that you issue, but they certainly affect scholarships from the standpoint that they're going to walk on and you don't have to give them a scholarship. And I think Nebraska is really benefiting from a four-star offensive lineman from Bishop Gorman out in Las Vegas. And I don't have his name handy, but this kid is a a, a solid recruit who has been offered scholarships to go to other Division I schools. And he's going to walk on at Nebraska. My guess is They put together a pretty nice nil package for him. But in this day and age, you don't see too many four stars uh, choose to walk on. And so, um, yeah, Roger, no, they don't count against the number. But, um,
0: yeah. Paul Dallin says, I think there is a roster limit, maybe 110 players, Uh, 105 players when you start fall camp. And that means you can go into fall camp with 105 players. When school's in session, you can have six thousand players if you want. They all these NCAA rules are just the most, I, honestly, they're the most fucked up, weird, obtuse, bizarre rules that you can think of. I just how we've been able to navigate all this crap with the uh, with the NCAA for all these years and really never get into that much trouble is amazing. That's why you there's need, so many.
1: That's what? why you have compliance offices, right? <laughs> and you pay people, you pay attorneys to try to keep you out of trouble. Phil Spear, Todd, what happened to the Foggy Memorial Stadium background? Uh, well, we thought that might have been a reason why I was uh, my connectivity was being impacted, and actually, uh, I'm out in Colorado right now, um, Longmont, Colorado. So. Uh, that's, that's where my background's coming in. Actually, I'm enjoying some really good Colorado beer. Oscar's (laughs) Lager brewed right in Longmont as well as what is this one? Patrol Dog Ale Alpine Brewery in Longmont, Colorado. So
0: there you go. Were they made by Buffs fans? Did you check? Did you ask at the store? Did you? I did not ask.
1: I did not ask. But if Buff fans can make good beer, I'll drink their beer.
0: <laughs> you sound so resolute about this. Todd, we have a problem. And uh, my, what is my problem? We have we have a problem. We have a problem. And Christmas Day is the 25th, is a Monday. Yeah. Are we doing a show on Christmas night? Oh, shit. Jeez. Yeah. See, do you think your family's going to let you get away with that? Probably not. Yeah. They'd
1: all want to be on because I'm going to yeah. be with them. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Gonna, that's it. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe we should do it next Tuesday.
1: If you want to go next Tuesday, we can. We can. We can make it work.
0: Okay, and we then one week later, New Year's Day, or. Is it New Year's Day? I think is on a Monday. I think so. Yes. We'll, we'll figure it out. Here's, well. here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I want you guys to do, if you're you follow our show and you thank you for all the support. By the way, I'm really happy with how many of you show up. I'm I'm pleased this punch with that. What you should do is make sure you're subscribed to the channel and hit the little bell on that's on the channel of the videos so you get notified. And then we'll try to schedule shows ahead of time so that you know when the schedules are Uh, Thursday night. We hope to have a fun special show. They're all special. Uh, What the hell else? i oh hit the like button. Let's see what else we got. What else do we have, Todd?
1: I like uh, many popped in with, with uh, an interesting comment here. Being a good head coach is like juggling knives with your hair on fire. Uh, I think in this day and age, there's probably some truth to that, many. Uh, you know, to me, the the job of the head coach does not involve coaching football players. That's true. Uh, I,
0: I the job of that. head
1: coach pretty much is uh, leading leading a company in a way, and yeah. coaching coaches, uh, holding coaches accountable. The good head coaches do develop relationships with players and trying to get to know the players and try to understand the players and making sure that they're all pulling the rope in the same direction. But, boy, with all the – but, you know, then again, that's why Matt Rule has spent a good chunk of his first year building an infrastructure, you know, where he's got all these other people behind the scenes that are taking care of a lot of the business that back in the day the head coach is worried about.
0: All right. Let's see. What else do we What else do we have coming up? Uh, we did that one. Uh, hey, David Matney a while back says, "John, thank you for your service. We salute you as our fearless leader." I always like comments like that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Paul Dallin, way way back when we started, said he's in Lincoln and planning to enroll for second semester. Right? I think he's referring to Dylan Rayola. Or is I he think referring he is. to Casey Thompson? I don't know. I don't know. i don't know. Straighten,
1: us, straighten us out. You
0: know what? You know what? Uh, Husker Chuck says McCord signed with Syracuse. That yeah. is weird. I got to just say that. You, you're the starting quarterback at Ohio State. They treated it, I mean, they pretty much ran him off, I think. You know what I mean? There That's was what a it lot of stuff out there was a lot of stuff out there about the fact that uh, McCord's dad asked Ryan uh, day for more NIL money. And, but you go from Ohio state, which is one of the top programs in the nation to Syracuse. I don't know. I guess I, you know, I guess you're probably going to play and be the starting quarterback and maybe that's the best thing to try to get into the NFL, but it's still just a weird, weird thing. Paul Dalen comes back and says, "Riola, I'm going to have to get used to that. Rayola, Riola." Rayola, Riola. We're going to have to make up a song about that, Todd. About Riola." I think that, that yeah. Riola will be enrolling early, yes.
1: Phil Spear says, uh, and the AM and guy maybe. Um, I don't – I think I the a and so. guy I think announced is going somewhere else. I I don't know. I, God, I got to pay closer attention to some of this stuff right now. You know what? We're all going to know. We're going to know 95% of it on Wednesday. So Yeah,
0: we are. Um, we'll
1: figure it out, I guess, at that point in time.
0: You know, maybe we'll set something up for Wednesday. Maybe I'll do a live show later in the afternoon. I mean, I just tend to just get a, <laughs> get a hair and decide, oh, it's, I'll just go live for this. So maybe uh, we'll do someone. I'm sure that uh, Connor over at Corn C- Craze will probably be doing something live. Maybe I'll check with him. We'll see what's going on. Uh, I, I feel like we're forgetting something, something important. And now I can't remember what it is, Todd. do you, Have you bought all your Christmas presents?
1: All of my Christmas shopping is done.
0: Wow. Very good. Yeah, I'm kind of on top of it this year. Fred Sacco says, John gets a bug up his ass and we get content. What a process. That's kind of how it works, except for the history videos. Those take a lot of work. I think the last two I've put out over on the other history channel, which is Hardcore College Football History, and I would appreciate your support over there. I, I think that I have to do a better job of keeping people engaged in doing different things with editing, and I'm trying to work on that. And uh, there you go. Hardcore college football history. Go look that up. Uh, let's see what else. What a country. Me too for change. I, I don't know, Todd. Women's basketball, I, they're d- doing fairly well, I think. We haven't ever mentioned the name Britt Prince, have we?
1: We have not mentioned the name Britt Prince.
0: <laughs> well, she's a commit. One of the best uh, top commits in the nation for women's basketball. Uh, volleyball season's over. I That's it. We're done, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we've covered things pretty well. And now we just sit back and, you know, wait for the fax machines to run on Wednesday morning uh, with all those letters of intent that they're going to be signing and, and sending in. Um, Fred Sacco says, how's the wrestling team doing? They beat South Dakota state in a duel the other night. And so that kind of wraps things up for the first semester. They'll, they'll be back on the mat, um, after the first of the year, hopefully a couple of them, uh, kind of get some things turned around a little bit, but they've had a good start to the season. Uh, and it, it appears that most, most of them are healthy. So that's, that's a good thing at this point in time.
0: Maybe I'll do a video with the dramatic reading of the uh, the gospel song for Dylan Rayola. <laughs> I,
1: I think you need. I think you need to put it to music. And, oh God!
0: And, oh, I yeah. saw somebody. Somebody earlier said, "You could you do a rap?" No, nobody needs that. Listen, no, nobody no. needs me attempting to rap. That's just a horrifying. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Well. I'll tell you what, maybe I'll put it out there and request that, you know, you can put things out there and then have other people mix them. So that they put music to your, whatever you're doing. I think you could do that. Well, there you go. We'll figure it out. There you go.
1: Well, Hey, let's wrap it up, John. And, you know, we're going to wish everybody, uh, you know, the happiest of holidays and, and hopefully everybody, uh, has an opportunity to, to get away from what they they do on a day-by-day basis and and enjoy uh, enjoy some family, enjoy some time off, uh, enjoy good food and good drink and, and whatever else it is that uh, you and your family participate in over the holidays. And uh, so uh, I guess, you know, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of you. We'll hopefully see you between now and the new year. But, uh, If you haven't picked a team in the uh, FCS championship, go Grizz. And uh, I know that will irritate a few Jackrabbit fans, but uh, uh, I still have part of my heart out there in Missoula, Montana. So hopefully the Grizz can pull her off.
0: Okay, that's it uh, for tonight. Thank you again for your support. Uh, See us Thursday night for Thursday night show with Greg and Minnie, and we'll see what happens. I say that a lot, don't I?
1: That's okay.
0: okay. Good night, Todd.
1: Good night, John.